Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Tribe of Leaders podcast. I'm your host, Emmy Kirshner. On today's podcast, I interview Marie Fratoni of Get Clients Everywhere. Marie works globally to help professionals build solid, long-term successful businesses. She coaches business owners to become savvy, social, and successful through cultivating professional relationships that are fulfilling and profitable. Marie and I are aligned in so many different areas, and in our conversation today, we talked about a lot of things that entrepreneurs experience, including working in your zone of genius, having a plan, and that feeling of isolation that all entrepreneurs experience as they're growing their business from time to time. So listen in. My name is Emmy Kirshner. I'm a serial entrepreneur and investor. The one thing that I get asked all the time is, how do you achieve success in business and make an impact? In each episode of the Tribe of Leaders podcast, you'll hear from entrepreneurs and visionaries who share how their leadership has changed not only their lives, but the lives of everybody around them. Hey, everybody. Emmy Kirshner here, and I am with the one and only Marie Fratoni. Marie, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you. Well, I just think we're going to have a great time here today. It'll be a fun conversation, no doubt, Emmy. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Well, you're here. So, of course, it's going to be a fun conversation, right? Well, introduce yourself a little bit. The audience has heard a little bit about you and all the things that you do, but share, like, you have such a vast experience and knowledge in so many areas, and you really love building communities. So, share with everybody a little bit about how you do that, who you are, and how you serve people. All right. Well, big question, and I'll see if I could do my best to break it down. Yeah. But yes, I am Marie Fratoni, and I am the CEO of Get Clients Everywhere, which basically means I own all of it, the good, the bad, and the ugly. <laughs> and uh, and um, I've been in business for quite a long time. You know, it's been a good journey for me to be there, but I rebranded to Get Clients Everywhere maybe about 10 years ago. And what I've loved is working with entrepreneurs to really help them really make some good money and help them really develop their expertise and build long-term income Mm -hmm. so that they actually have predictable income and they can forecast and they don't necessarily have, you know, one great month and three crummy months and another two great months and whatever. Um, There's too much of that yo-yo. It's like yo-yo dieting. It's like yo-yo earning. And I really want to make a stop to that. And so, you know, I really believe that women should make a lot of money. I market to women. I do have some men clients, but that's my favorite thing. And I've worked as a business coach and a consultant and a professional speaker for, you know, really many years. I would say the the last thing that I could maybe add to that is that I have been the founder and the leader of the Women's Professional Development Network in Atlanta. So I invite all the listeners, if you have connections or you have colleagues or teams that are in Atlanta, you know, please connect us together because we have a really rich community of really smart, savvy, just sassy, great women that really have our good, solid citizens. Right. And the mission is really to grow women entrepreneurs. That's awesome. And if we grow, we can really kind of start to really make a big difference and alter the world. I love it. I'm all about world changing. So yeah. Where do you find like most of your clients or entrepreneurs get stuck in that consistent income and being able to like really forecast, you know, what they're bringing in and what they need? 
Yeah, it's really great. You know, this is a great topic to talk about because I think what happens is a lot of people kind of do their business on the fly. I know you're a good planner. I know that uh, yeah, about you. Too. I mean, so, I have like, my clients, yeah. particularly my high level clients, where it's like, oh, it's great. And then it's not. So I had to avoid that like feast or famine piece. Yeah. I think what happens is, you know, planning is the key, but you have to plan like what is your business? I think a lot of people don't really have a sense of what it is that they're actually offering. Mm-hmm. And there's some different price points that they're offering. So some of the things that I like to focus on with my clients, even in like a VIP day or a deep dive kind of experience, as they call it, is to really focus on programs, packaging and pricing, mm-hmm. because many people don't know that. They don't have it. Now, they could still be marketing products or nutritional products, or it could be essential oils or whatever it is that their stuff is. But if they can bundle them and package them and make them easy to buy, you could do that. For people like us that are coaches, there's a lot of people that will have a conversation with someone and then make an offer. And then five minutes later, they'll make a different offer to somebody else and then a different offer to somebody else the next day. And so they're making it up on the fly. They don't know who they are in the marketplace. And when they do that, their energy really disperses. So I think when people create their structure for their programs and their income, their price point, then they can do some planning. So if I wanted to, you know, like I have a program that I do that's called the Get Clients Everywhere Jumpstart, you know, it's a ballpark around $2,000. And I know that if I wanted to make you know, $30,000 from that one program this year, I need to find 15 people who want to buy that. And so I can adjust my strategy there. So I just think of the end result and try to back in, Right. where do they fit in my offerings? I love that because I think so many people don't do that. Yeah. I didn't do that. When I started, I did not do that. I didn't either. Yeah. And so then I learned, you know, from different various coaches and programs or whatever. And I thought that was like a small tweak that once I put that in, that really made all the difference. Absolutely. And I like, at least what I did, I don't know if you had similar experiences or your clients have, but I was like, Oh, I'm just going to make X amount of money and I'll just get X clients without any thought about, you know, what I needed to do to actually do that. You know, it's funny. People probably say this to you too. Like when you're helping them create their vision Mm -hmm. and there's a lot to go into vision. One of which is money, you know, their earnings. And I often will ask people, what is it that they want to earn? And almost, it seems like the magic number is six figures. Right. So then I ask them and say, do you know what six figures is a month? And the vast majority of people don't know what that is. Yeah. So I just tell them it's $8,333.33. So then they look at a program and all they're offering is like a $47 little ticket to a seminar. And you got to do a whole lot of those programs to make 8000 a month, never mind six figures. Right. So that's where we can help to create their programs and how are they distinct from each other and really help them build a plan so that they could actually get to that. Right. That's really fun. Yeah. I love it. I mean, because I do something similar. So with yeah. my clients. So yeah, it's, I'm like, woohoo. <laughs> I know. What has been the biggest challenge for you in? building and sustaining your business, because I know you do and you offer so many different things and you do all of them really well. Thank you. I try. But the one thing that I don't do really well (laughs) is I don't really manage my resources in the sense of, you know, I'm pretty busy 
And so I don't always have the right team to support me. And I've had to really, I've struggled with that. You know, I've had some people to support me. I have a great virtual assistant who does a great job of taking what I do and making it look beautiful online because I don't know how to do that. And she's very good at understanding what you need to put in place to manage your online presence. So I'm very fortunate with that. But I think it's just really like, you know, just having time, like, you know, I'm sitting here with my cat, Lucky, who I call my CFO, my chief fluffy officer. (laughs) He is fluffy. And it's like, you know, sometimes Lucky needs to eat. So I need to go get cat food, you know, and I want somebody to go run to the grocery store to get cat food and stuff or get me eggs or I need, you know, milk for coffee or, you know, just stuff, you know, and it's like, if I'm, I really get engaged with what I do because fortunately I like what I do but I don't like doing all the other stuff. And I think it's just trying to find the right balance of, you know, how much do I pay somebody? How little do I pay somebody? Yeah. You know, and just try to keep that in balance. So it's supportive and not seen as a drain for me. Right. Hard to manage it all. It is. I think it is. And like what I teach my clients is to be in their zone of genius as much as they possibly can. Is that what you try to do is kind of balance that, time so that you're you're doing things that you love or that you're really great at most of the time and then delegate out lesser things or do you have a different way of kind of managing well I don't know what it is I like that question it's actually a good one to look at I mean I think I do like I'm good at like offline events like you know speaking going to events networking connecting having conversations for possibilities all those things that's what I like to do Mm. but then there's thing called life And so, you know, like today, you know, I have something with my email server that I can't get emails coming in from one of the things I was away traveling. So I have to take the time to contact my email server and company, the phone company and figure out why that's happening. Then I've got to figure out, you know, my insurance company has a glitch and they're they're drafting my account, something else, and I've got to handle that. And then what's really weird is when you go to call these companies, they don't have anybody that answers the phone. And so there's no service. And what happens is you end up spending a lot of really wasted time, you know, trying to handle just your life. You know, I'm trying to do something with a particular product that I want to purchase. And they've been after me to like, go get the money in in the account for this purchase. And it's like, okay, tomorrow. And they're like, well, tomorrow's good Friday. And you know, it's just like, well, will the banks be open? And I'm like, I don't know. I mean, it's just kind of, it's hard to manage all of it, you know, while I've, I've got, you know, Zoom calls and interviews and meetings that I'm running. I just find I want a life manager too. <laughs> yeah, that's on my list. It's like the <laughs> next piece of my team to grow is the life manager, yeah. assistant, birthday card getter. A birthday card getter. That's a great position. I love that. Yeah, because that's the thing that I'm, I forget until the last minute. And I'm like, ah, because I try yeah. to plan most of that stuff. But there's always something. I know. Yeah. You know, as we always say there's a price to pay if you do, and there's a price to pay if you don't. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But say love you. I want to talk a little bit about some of the speaking that you do because you are just, you're so fun and you're so engaging when yeah. you're speaking. And, you know, what is it about that that lights you up? Well, I think a long time ago in the eighth grade, I was voted as class clown. <laughs> <laughs> so that's it. It stuck with me. You know, it got me, uh, you know, good strokes, as they say, you know, but I like people. I like having fun. And I think sometimes even myself, I can get too serious and too significant about things. And 
you know, business is, you know, starting a business and being an entrepreneur, I think is really a lot of hard work, you know, especially at the beginning when you're really trying to forge your way and find your, your voice and find your audience and things like that. I mean, it, it takes a lot. Mm -hmm. And so I just, I really like to make a difference. I like connecting with people and speaking and looking at people, you know, eye to eye and, you know, giving them a hug or a little, you know, tweak or something like that. It to me is fun. And I think it's entertaining for people. I think they enjoy it when somebody can really, you know, deliver the goods, so to speak. And, you know, you can tell when people are well-trained and, that they really have their message that's honed and they've really got something that they're actually speaking to an audience. That to me is really fun. So for me, that's one of the best ways that I love to um, find new clients or prospects that I can nurture along and say, do they even like Marie? You know, she was fun in the presentation, but do I like her? Do I like how she shows up? Do I like how she carries herself at an event? Do I like what she has to say? Right. So it's a great way to connect and, and meet a lot of people outside of my market, which is great. It is great. Do you feel like you get to make like change their perspective a little bit while you're speaking to like, are you able to measure that or get feedback? Well, I don't really measure it because I'm not really somebody that measures a lot of anything, to be honest. I'm very good at reading feedback and receiving feedback, but you know, statistically so to, to officially measure something, no. But I will tell you one of the things that when I learn to be a little bit more real about my situation, like it's great that you're acknowledging me for some of the things that I've done in my life. And I mean, I've been very lucky. I've had a a great career. I've done really well in business Mm -hmm. and I'm fortunate. But when I first started, it didn't look like this. Right. It really didn't. And so I have some photos of when it didn't look like this. And, you know, I let people know the journey that, you know, where things were really, really challenging. And I had to really reach out and get support from people because if I didn't get the support, you know, I wasn't going to make it. And those were very, very challenging times where, I felt a lot of shame and a lot of upset and like, you know, how could this be happening to me? And what if people knew and then they'd think I was just a big fraud and blah, 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 blah. And as I've learned how to say that and say that in a way that is not so much about my story, but it's like touching base with the audience that I want to connect. There's a lot of people out there that are feeling shame because they feel like they should be farther along in their business and they're not or, you know, they're afraid to ask for support and help and they don't. And the the defining point for me was I just knew I couldn't go on anymore. And I really, that's when I hired my first business coach, you know, and that really made a big difference to solidify all the good stuff that I had had and help me to put it together in a way that was a bit more palatable. But when I speak and I tell that story, what people will come up to me afterwards, and this is where I measure is that many, many people will come up to me literally and say, you just told my story. Or I'm making that same phone call to my mother tonight. Or that I've been living under a rock, afraid to show my face because I just could not, every time the phone rang, I just thought it was a bill collector coming to chase me. And that's when I know that I'm really connecting with what many people experience, you know? So I think that's a good thing. I think that's amazing. And I think that's one of the things that's most difficult and like being an entrepreneur and growing your business, particularly as a solopreneur, even if you have some virtual team, is that it's very isolating. And, you know, you're working at weird times. Sometimes you're working a lot of hours. And, you know, it's so easy to have the hamster wheel going on in your head. So I think yeah, when people share their stories, it gives somebody else that basis to be like, oh, you know, that I'm having this too, and it's okay. 
So it's really fun because, you know, we're all kind of put together alike, you know, and some people really have the right ingredients. I call them the thoroughbreds that no matter what they do, they're going to turn out great. They've just got the right ingredients to be able to do it. And if you can really work with somebody that can help really listen for your greatness in the ingredients and then have some of the right strategy or transformation skills to really help people put it together. Sometimes it doesn't take very much to really, it's like going to the IRS and trying to like save money on your taxes where, you know, a little bit of a difference, you know, can make a difference on what tax bracket you're in, you know, a little, a little (laughs) bit of a difference can really make a, you know, the slight edge, as they say, you know, can, can really help push you to the next level for your business. Absolutely. Do you feel like sharing your story and some of the challenges that you've experienced over the last 10 plus years is part of your leadership? The story of my leadership? Is that what you're asking? Well, is it part of how you're leading your, like, in your business and just in your life? Well, I don't know. I mean, I think I've always been a leader. You know, I've just always been somebody who stuck my neck out and I've always had a big mouth. As I said, I was class clown in the eighth grade. And I <laughs> I proudly say that I used to get bad conduct marks, but I always got pretty decent marks in school. My grades were pretty good, but I had terrible conduct marks because I just talk all the time. So I, I think I've learned a little bit of how to speak for something you know, like speak into existence some things for something. And I've been really at work on developing women my whole entire life. I think it started in high school. Right. And, you know, there was a time years back, I used to work as a psychotherapist. I ran one of the first hotlines in the country. You know, this was in the 70s. Wow. And okay. Yeah. And so I worked as a therapist and, you know, we did all kinds of programs. And that was when I had my first radio show because I was doing all kinds of work in our city and in the area. And they gave me a show. It was in their area. It was the first women's talk show that they had. It was called Woman to Woman on the radio, WARA 1320 on your dial. And that gave me a platform. Right. And kind of like, you know, it's a little bit like a podcast. Now what we're doing, I had guests and I interviewed the guests that were really doing great things. You know, I worked on the Equal Rights Amendment. I took my mother to see Gloria Steinem. You know, I worked for a big management association and we worked very hard to pass the Equal Pay for Equal Work Act. Wow. Um, That was where I first created my first women's professional development network because we were in the human resources space Mm -hmm. uh, for big companies up in New England. And I ran the, you know, HR hotlines and ran the, uh, the HR roundtables rather. So there were a lot of things that I did. I founded a shelter for battered women. And unfortunately, that has grown to two locations now up in New England. And uh, that's the bad news of it. But at least people are protected and cared for and safe uh, to a degree. So those kinds of things are important. They think they were kind of things that I did in my past that helped me get more of my voice. And where I can't say that I'm going to be running for any kind of office, but I would say that I have certain beliefs that are important. And I think that where it ties in now to entrepreneurship is that I really want to see women really get beyond that $30,000, $50,000 mark for home-based businesses. Even if they're like an HR consultant, you know, they need to learn how to be able to market their programs and how to reach the audience that they want to reach so that they're not the same old, same old. And not everybody's a cookie cutter business. Right. So I just think that women should be running the world and that if we had more feminine energy and feminine leadership in places, but in order to do that, you have to have some bucks behind your name. 
and you need to make sure that your life works and you need to make sure that your family works and you need to make sure that your kids are taken care of. And all of that takes resources. And women are very resourceful in so many areas. I want them to be resourceful financially as well. And that goes for me too. You know, I want that for all of us. So don't you think there's a difference too when women start owning their their power from a money perspective of, because I know so many women who are like, I'm not good at numbers. I don't know how to manage money, insert other things. And when we shift that dialogue, it really helps us step up into being able to make more change. Yeah. You know, it made me think of, you know, there's a lot of people like if you're an entrepreneur today, And, you know, you're doing pretty well. You've got some legal tax deductions, but yet, you know, you're doing well. You're doing good in the community. You're doing good with your clients. You're making money, but then you have some legal tax deductions. And when you take those deductions, it's really hard for you to buy property because you can't get a mortgage because it looks like you don't make any money, which of course you do. But legally, you can take those deductions. So there's a trap there. Then there's a trap in terms of, you know, it's like trying to pay for your own medical benefits and all of your life benefits. And, you know, when you're self-employed, you don't have 401ks and company contributions. You know, you have to set up your own financial, you know, funding sources. And those kinds of things takes resources as well as it takes the guidance of other professionals that that is their zone of genius. So there's a lot to put it together, you know, and I think a lot of times what people do is they often will create a business in reaction to, I hate my boss. I hate my job. I don't want to be chained to my cubicle. I don't want to be a cubicleism person for the rest of my life. And, but they haven't, they've, they've left to start something, which is actually pretty good, but they've left not with the financial footing that maybe they should have. I know that was me. I didn't have the kind of footing that I should have had. So in learning some big mistakes along the way that helped me learn how I could bring some of those conversations to into being for people so that I can help shortcut their way. They don't have to take the zigzag route that I did. You know, <laughs> right. <laughs> I zigzagged my way to success. Right. Yeah. I tell people, cause they're like, you know, what's your background, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, it is the most crooked path you will ever see, but it all contributes to me being able to serve my clients. And it sounds like that's the same for you. Maybe we should do a whole thing on the crooked path of the zigzag path, you know, and it's, it could be really funny, you know, yeah. we could create a game. We'll have you back on the show and we'll just talk about <laughs> the zigzag path. <laughs> like tic-tac-toe or something. I don't know, but it's good. Yeah. I want to kind of shift directions a little bit and have you speak about the retreats that you host, because I think, you know, we met a couple of years ago, oh, it was probably three years ago by now, and it was the first time it clicked for me about like how amazing going on a a retreat with people, other people that I don't necessarily know could be and the value of that. You know, I just lucked out because I, you know, I, I like to do things with people. So I was invited on a retreat. I've been doing retreats for a long time, you know, just attending them, you know, because I I like doing that, you know, and I'm single you know, so if I'm going to go travel someplace and go on vacation, I want playmates to go with. So, you know, it kind of fits the bill that way. But then, I, you know, when I was there, I was actually, I went on a painting retreat, you know, just for fun. And I didn't paint. I just thought it would be fun to go do. And I have a good friend of mine that's a really great artist. And we went to Italy. And while we were there and people got to know me, the people that run the programs said, well, you have a community. Why don't you bring your community here? And so I said, okay, great. 
Well, then after I said that, I thought, oh my God, what did I get myself into? Because I kind of committed some time and, you know, I don't sell travel. I'm not a travel agent, you know, anything like that. So it was challenging. But what I learned about it was that I, when you immerse yourself in a different location, it doesn't have to be in Italy and it doesn't have to be overseas and you don't even need a passport for it. But, you know, what I do now is I teach a thing called leading retreats for fun, inspiration, transformation, and profit. So for people that are in business, they could take their community and they could do a day retreat. They could do, you know, something that's social or fun or a spa retreat or a weekend thing. And they could use it as a way to make money or it could be a reward for their clients. They don't have to, you know, make money for it. They could, you know, extend an offer. But when you're in a different place, like I typically go to Italy every year. This is going to be my 11th year. Wow. Italy. I know. It's, I mean, it just was made up and it just started to happen. But now I kind of know what I'm doing. <laughs> but I didn't start that way. But I think what happens is you go to a different location, you eat different food, you see different things, you're in different conversations with different people, you're inspired by the beauty, things happen that wouldn't normally happen in your hometown, you're being with different people, you're sleeping in a different bed, you know, it's your uh, the molecules are shaken up and then something becomes available and if you're a leader and you can pay attention to what's happening in your group and you create some intentions and have the group put in their intentions you know then magic can happen it's not just going on a vacation there's something that happens besides a trip if somebody wanted to just go on a vacation they could sign up for a AAA and go on a tour and they'd have a great tour Right. But there wouldn't be a retreat and there wouldn't be the personal things that happen for people. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the transformation happens before they even get to Italy. It, really? the, yeah, because the transformation might have been, I'm going to go. It looks really great. I don't have a passport yet. I don't know if I can have the resources to go. And then somebody puts them in a situation where they, who they have to be in order to produce this trip for themselves. That's what's uncomfortable. That's the growth. And then Italy becomes the reward for all the work that they did to get there. Oh, yeah. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah, totally. So, you know, we had, last year we had some people that had some mobility issues on our trip and they were a little nervous about it. And I kept assuring them that we have staff and a team that would take care of them. And uh, there were a couple of them that actually kind of needed to be really supported getting into the van as we were going different things. And we had more fun with them. Yeah. And they were so appreciative that as they kept pushing themselves forward, things opened up in their bodies and they found themselves moving more freely. And then they gave the people that supported them really, really big tips at the end and said, we could not have done this without you. We love you. Thank you so much for the support. And so they got to receive a whole other level of support that they don't get every day in their own life. You know, somebody doesn't even offer to bring their groceries in the house for them. Right. So, you know, it's, um, you can actually do some really nice things. And I think for anybody that has a business, if they've got a community or a tribe that they could consider doing something where you're bringing people together for a particular reason, not a lot of content, people like people don't go to Italy because they want to learn how to give a signature talk or whatever, (laughs) but they want to, they just want to go to Italy and they want a done for you, really nice vacation where they can unplug and really recharge their batteries and really be open to what's next. That's the kind of way that I like to play. Well, I think it's fantastic because it's different and the unplugging part, like we don't do that enough. And I think like that for me, when I, like I go to the beach, for instance, 
Well, it's not really you know, more vacation than a retreat, but that's where all the creativity happens. Right. And where I have brilliant ideas and being able to be in a different place, that, that, as you said, that's not same old, same old, I think is really inspirational. I think that's it is that when we're open to inspiration and we set ourselves up in an environment that calls to that, there's some really things that can happen. So, you know, this year, you know, I've had two. And so I decided to put together a program that's called the Retreat for Emerging Retreat Leaders, for people that are thinking about, could I lead a retreat? What should I do in a retreat? Where should we go? What are the elements that you need to do? But we'd be teaching it while on a retreat in Italy. So there's not a lot of content. It's like the experience of being on a retreat is there. And then we look at it, we hack it, you know, we kind of put it together and say, what does this look like? And, you know, how could you see yourself doing that? And then support people in creating something if they want to. If not, they're going to have a great one and they'll be fully taken care of in a really wonderful done for you way. So, and the other one is just really vacation where it's like 80% vacation. But most of the time, the people that join me, as I'm sure that join you, are professionals who want to be with like-minded people where they can have elevated conversations and really like bounce around some ideas or, you know, great things happen in the middle of a cappuccino in the middle of the town of Cortona. I mean, magic happens at, well, uh, you know, yeah, yeah well, a room or something. Yeah. Sorry. Europe in general, but Italy is, it's like, it's just a slower pace. So you get to observe and enjoy, I think some of the smaller things of pieces of life, but I don't think we do here. And, you know, so many people like love to go to Santa Fe or I was with a woman over the weekend who she's a docent at a museum and she created a new domain that's about like art tours. And what she wants to do is to work with other docents in other cities that might want to go to a particular town. Maybe it's in Germany, maybe it's in Italy, maybe it's in France. And what they want to do is they really want to go and visit all the different art things and be where they're leading tours for everybody else. They want to be working and going to be reduced for themselves. And I think that's a great idea. I love it. That's so cool. Thank you so much for sharing all of this and all of your time with us today. I really, really appreciate it. It's really um, fun. You ask good questions. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Share with anybody, you know, is there a gift you'd like to be able to offer um, our listeners? Yeah. I mean, there's a couple of things that I would say. I mean, I'm always happy to have a conversation with people. And what I like to do is I like to offer people a cash infusion conversation okay. where sometimes people have some low hanging fruit, but they don't see it or they, they don't quite know maybe how they could maybe make something happen really quickly. Because there are times in our life when we we want to get that cash in for a particular reason. So if they want to reach me, they can send me a private message to getclientseverywhere.com. Just send me a, you know, contact Marie and okay. we can set that up to be able to do that. And then there's one, a document that I have on there. If they'd like to get a complimentary download, it's actually, I think it's kind of good. It's very simple and it's very sweet, but one of the reasons women don't prosper enough is that we don't ask. So I have a list of about 25 asks. It's oh, nice. you know, asked to be a client, you can ask and say, would you like to be receive my freebie? Would you like to have coffee? Would you like to meet a friend of mine? Would you like to, it's like all these different things that people can do to nurture and yeah. develop a relationship along the way. I love that because you're, I literally with a friend of mine who's, you know, growing her business too, we were laughing because we were like, duh, you got to ask and we don't ask. So like, you know, scratch That's your important. head. Am I not making the sales that I want? you know, and, and we've both done it at different times in our businesses. And it was just, it was very funny. So I think that would be really helpful. And we'll put the link for all of that in the show notes too. So 
Thank you. My computer was just doing something fuzzy there. I don't know if you saw that, but just popped. Am I back? You're back, and I'm back. Yay. Anyway, thank you, Emmy. It's just great to be with you. Thanks for everything that you're doing in the world, and um, I think we ought to get together and create some fun. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, thank you for being here. Appreciate it. Oh, let everybody know where they can find you, too. Great. Well, you can go to getclientseverywhere.com. I have a Facebook page that's called that. And I also have, if people are do have any interest in Italy, doesn't have interest in Italy, I have a great page that's on Facebook that's called Reinvent Yourself in Italy, where I just share photos and fun and tips and travel tips and things like that about that. So, awesome. yeah. All right. Well, all sorts of great places to find Marie. Thank you so much. And everybody who's listening, thank you. And we'll see you next time. Sounds great. As an entrepreneur, do you ever feel isolated? Like you're just grinding away and not getting to the place or reaching the goals that you want. Maybe you've realized that you just spent days, weeks, or even months trying to accomplish something only to figure out that the answer that you have would have saved you all of that time. I know I've had that experience and my clients have as well. And that's why I created the Tribe of Leaders Biz School. Get the accountability, the training, and the knowledge base in a community of like-minded people who are there to support you. Go ahead and check it out. It's thetribeofleaders.com. Thank you.